You are listening to Told by Ole, a Lifestyle Perspective podcast. This is episode 27, Is My Vision God's Vision? This episode will explore discerning the difference between God's plan versus our own. To help us explore this topic, I sat down with Kende. Kende was born in Lagos, Nigeria, and grew up in New York City and Washington, D.C. She has a bachelor's degree in finance from Temple University and currently lives in Oakland, California. She works in the tech industry. Over the last three years, she has traveled to 17 different countries to explore new environments, cultures, and lifestyles, and has shared that with the world on her YouTube channel, Chronicles of TK, where she and her twin sister focus on all things tech, travel, and twin lifestyle. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm so excited because we're getting closer to the end of season two, and I'm joined by a special guest. You may have met her twin last, I mean, two weeks ago, maybe, or something like that. (laughs) But um, I'm joined today by Kende, and she's going to introduce herself and tell us about a time she went from feeling unseen to seen. Hey, Kende here. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, So a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Lagos, Nigeria. I moved to the East Coast and lived in New York for a few years, then to Maryland and Washington, D.C., then Philadelphia. And now I'm located in Oakland, California, where I work in the tech industry. A time where I felt on scene, I would say, was when I first started my career in tech, actually, Um, I had a lot of imposter syndrome, which is coming in, like not feeling like I belonged there at the company doing that work, really just not having that confidence in myself and in my work and in my work ethic and my background. Um, and I felt unseen by my, my peers, my colleagues, my coworkers who I felt intentionally like would leave me out of certain events, certain invites, just certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't know why I felt, I felt like a target, honestly. I was like, why am I constantly being left out? And then later on, I realized it wasn't just me. It was me and a couple other people who look like me. Um, that's another story, but that was a time where I felt like, okay, I'm not being seen here and I don't know how to like proceed. I don't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. It's really powerful to me because I do know that, um, even though you felt those feelings, you stuck around. Yeah. Um, and you didn't just stick around, but you've you've grown so much with um, your position. And so I guess, the, and that leads me into my first question is, as you journeyed through life so far, um, what would you say was that distinct? Because, you know, you felt those feelings. Let, mm-hmm. let me go back. You felt those feelings, but um, you, at some moment in time, you decided that you were going to apply to this position and then you got the position, you've decided you're going to pack your bags and leave what you know behind and go to a city by yourself. Um, and, you know, for me, even though you felt those feelings of imposter syndrome, right, and not feeling like you were seen, um, how did you know, like, what was that distinct moment that told you, you know, that this is still the place that I was called to be at, or this is still the place that, you know, God sees me and envisions for me to be in. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so I'm going to take it back to like after graduating college, because this is just such an important 
part of my story and even like what keeps me motivated all the time. So back at Temple, I studied finance and MIS, management information systems. And I always thought I would work in financial services. Even though I didn't love it, I wasn't passionate about it. I just thought, you know, I'm going to go with the flow. I studied this. I majored in this. This is the natural path for me. Um, When that didn't work out, Literally, I felt like God stripped me of everything that I was boasting in, which is my career, my education, my degree, my accolades, right? All my internships. I was boasting in those things and even getting an offer before starting senior year. Like, those are things I attributed to, like, okay, this is my identity. Mm -hmm. Um, So... When God shipped me off those things, I was so sad, girl. I was like, God, how you going to take this away from me? Yeah. Um, so I was unemployed for about six months. But even through that that season, that stage in my life, that's when I rededicated my life to Christ. I was praying. I was fasting. Mm-hmm. And I literally had nothing else. I had nothing to do. <laughs> um, so I really had to give it all to him. And in that moment, I was like, you know what, God, I'm tired of living this life. I'm not living, but like I'm telling this living this lifestyle of like just boasting and, and these things. You can take it away. You're still good. Yeah. I still love you. You still love me. You love me first. Um, and then I said this crazy thing. I said, God, like, I just want to refresh. I want to restart. Like, I'm trying to move, do some new new things, some new new. And yeah. I did honestly, I said the things not knowing, you know, careful what you know, what you speak to, speak life. But I yeah. said those things because I wanted to start over in a place where I didn't know anyone. And mm-hmm. I think week two of like unemployment, I was like, all right, let me just apply. I applied to this job on LinkedIn. I was like, yo, I'm probably not going to get this, but you know what? It's so good. I'm just going to apply. And I applied. And two weeks from there, I was like interviewing in Chicago. I got an offer. It was so crazy how fast everything moved. But mm-hmm. I still wasn't going to move until like six months later. But long story short, like I knew, I knew that decision was God led because one, I was stripped off of everything else I thought was right because mm. those are things I wanted for myself. Yeah. Um, and I literally had nothing left. Like God, I literally said like I wanted to restart and God gave me like a fresh start and then like mm-hmm. a new, like across the country, I knew no one, <laughs> no friends here, no connections. And it was scary, but I mean, mm-hmm. his plan for us is for good. So I knew that yeah. something good would still come out of it. Yeah. That's really powerful. That's it's so interesting to hear that, you know, because I think a lot of times when we see that we're losing everything and um, especially all the things that seem to matter so much to us, mm-hmm. we kind of then start to question God as opposed to saying, okay, God, I surrender, have your way. Mm. And, yeah. we, and then in that questioning, that then brings up um, – those thoughts of suspicion, like, is he really a good God? Does he really care about me? Does he really love me the way he does? If he does, would he make me suffer like this? Right. Um, uh, previously, like my pastor, um, I go to change church, Pastor Darius Daniels. He had said a few weeks back, um, a little bit when this whole quarantine thing started, he said something so profound that a lot of times what leads us to not, um, you know, hearing God's voice or being able to accept the plate, the position that we're currently in is that instead of saying, saying a prayer of surrendance, we, we start to be suspicious about God's intentions towards us. Mm. And yeah, I was like, whoa, (laughs) whoa. And it made me really think about the fact that, you know, when we're living our lives and we're, we're creating these plans and these ideas for ourselves and it and and 
we don't even recognize that what we're planning or what we're thinking about is actually not even in his will for our lives. And one thing about you that stood out to me is the fact that, you know, you did take that leap of faith. You And, and I didn't even know that you, you prayed that prayer of like, you know what, God, just strip me of everything and give me a fresh restart. Because that is a bold prayer. But not even knowing those details, I could tell, tell that about you, that you had bold faith. And I think <laughs> in order for us to even begin to, to, to envision the things that God envisions for us is that we have to dare to dream. And um, I feel like you dare to dream. You dare to see yourself beyond um, the scope of what your life looked like. I feel like you dared to see yourself in exploring the world and dare to see yourself outside of what was familiar. And my question for that is, how did you do that? And what advice would you give to the person who's afraid to dream? Okay, good question. I'm going to take a step back because I didn't pray asking for God to strip everything away. Honestly, I was crying because <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> believe what was happening. I couldn't believe that everything that I took pride in was gone, even like the relationship I was in at the time. I just could not believe all those things ended. So, But I did pray for a restart and a refresh. And now even you saying these words is reminding me, like, Kenny, like, if you want to restart, if you want a, a refresh button, you can't be holding on, on to things of the past, right? Yeah. Re, that is a restart, a refresh of everything, not just the things you love, but every single thing. So, wow, that was so good. Um, So how did I do that? Right? That was your question. How did mm-hmm. I, like, kind of just, like, is it pack up and leave? How did I... Like, what? Sorry, do you mind repeating the question? Yeah, no. So it's how did you dare to, you know, dream? How yeah. did you dare to see yourself? How did you, like, you said that you, you know, you saw this position and you said, hey, I'm probably not even going to get this. Yeah. But it was like, when you were in the interview process, like, what were you thinking? How did you say, <laughs> find the courage and the confidence and the boldness to say, you know what, I'm just going to do this thing, this thing, and I'm going to just see what happens. And if I get it, I might actually go mm-hmm. pack your bags and went, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Good. Okay. Um, so... In the first job I had out of college, I had failed. I experienced what failure was. And, you know, some people say you don't fail, you learn a lesson, which I did. But anyway, mm-hmm. through that experience of not succeeding in something I thought I wanted at the time, or I thought I had to do based on just my background, I learned just that once I experienced that moment of failure, I was never going to be there again. I Meaning, okay, maybe I will fail at something else, but I knew that I was going to work hard. I knew that mm-hmm. no matter what, I'm going to give everything 110%. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I've already been there. Been there, done that. Failure, okay. I already mastered it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So going yeah. in, my attitude was, like, different. I came in with confidence. I was mm-hmm. very honest about every single thing. Like, the interview process was quite long. Like, three phone screens by, like, three different recruiters. On-site interview with six different people. Girl, your girl was tired. Wow. Um, it was a whole day event, which is still fun. Um, and mm-hmm. then a uh, VC interview with, like, the director of the program at the time. So, honestly, I brought my whole self. I brought me to everything. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, even during my interview, I was, like, I'm not going to put this on social media in case it doesn't even happen. And then I was, like, you know what? Like, I'm going to give this my all. Even if this doesn't happen for me, this was the best interview experience I've ever had. This is so much fun. Thank you, God, for even this opportunity to get to this level, to get to the mm-hmm. stage. And that was my mentality the whole time. And when I got the offer, I was shook. I was like, mm. well, oh, my goodness. Like, God, that's you. Give me that restart. 
but yeah, I would say it's definitely, I just, I went in knowing what failure was already. So that wasn't going to stop me. Like, oh my gosh, what's the worst that can happen? I, I don't get the job. Okay, on to the next. Um, and just mm-hmm. having that confidence and just believing. You got to believe in yourself. And a lot of us, we say we do, but we don't truly like believe in ourselves. We don't believe we can achieve these things, these goals that we yeah. set. So, yeah. It's true. It's true. And I think, I think that that's really, really powerful. And I think one of the reasons why we don't believe in ourselves or believe in the goals that we set um, is because we don't, we don't, maybe we don't necessarily know ourselves. Maybe we don't, we don't recognize our potential and we don't recognize our why. And a lot of that I think comes from, you know, some people might not agree with me, but I think a lot of it comes from not knowing God Mm. and, can I touch on something you said? It was really, yeah. it really hit me. And one thing you said is that sometimes we don't like believe in ourselves, and a lot of it comes from not even believing in God. And I, is that what you said? I want to make sure I'm quoting you. Right? Yeah, yeah. I read this book, and I think um, it's called "Hearing from God." It's by David Stein. I picked it up at a bookshop when I went to visit Bethel. I think that's who wrote it. I gotta check. I think that's right, David Stein. But um, when you think about your relationship with God. It's so huge. Like, sometimes we doubt God. We think, so for example, let's say I want to apply to Harvard University. I'm like, oh, I can't get into that school. I'll be fine. Some people think that's ha- that that's a form of doubt. But you're not just doubting yourself. You're doubting the ability of God. You're doubting that he can mm-hmm. get you into that school, into that university. And in the book, it talks about praying specific prayers. You know, everybody's different, right? Some people just be like, hey, God, you know, I, you know what I want. You know my heart's desires. But, um... I want your will to be done. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And the book talks about how you need to pray, like, and I hope I'm not getting the wrong book, but pray specific prayers. Like, God, I want X, Y, Z. You know why we need to pray specific prayers, though? Because if it doesn't happen, then we can't say God did it. I mean, if it doesn't ha- if it happens, we can't say God did it. So, for example, if I say, God, I want this, like, yellow highlighter, you know, it doesn't have to be that specific, but this yellow highlighter, et cetera, right? When I get that mm-hmm. yellow highlighter, I know I pray that specific prayer to God. And it's not, the glory doesn't belong to anybody but God. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I will, I will <laughs> expand on it because I know that sometimes people be like, what? But, <laughs> um, no, I definitely agree with you. And I think what you, it makes a lot of sense. You have to be specific. In your, like the same way we will turn to our journals and say, I'm writing down these specific goals, mm-hmm. right? right? It's the same way we need to get real specific in our um, prayer lives and really tell God, like, God, this is what I want. I want to get this yellow highlighter so that I can become more effective in my um, note-taking skills right. so that when it comes time for me to give back... Um, reiterate that information that we we spoke about in a meeting Mm -hmm. or in a discussion i can specifically pinpoint this 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 so that they can see that i know what i'm doing and that i am capable of this job exactly exactly and even trying to best relationship with god like that's how you know where your relationship is like how deep is it it ankle deep waist deep like what is it knee deep like how deep how much are you fully in um but yeah that just came to me (laughs) Yeah, no, that's powerful, and I think I think um, Holy Spirit is moving because I actually wanted to t- talk about this specific prayer point that I pray, um, and I was going to ask you about some of the prayer points and references that you um, look to to help you guide and carry you throughout your journey. And this specific prayer point actually comes from this song, God, I Look to You by Bethel. Mm. It's kind of 
Yeah, it um the song I'm just gonna read like some of the lines is um God give me the vision, give me vision to see things like you do. Um give me wisdom to know 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 just what you do. And uh, another piece of that the song that they say is God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. And I turned that into a prayer point. I feel like the whole song is a prayer point. And the prayer point for me is, God, give me the vision to see things like you do mm-hmm. and give me the wisdom to know just what you do. And I pray that prayer in faith with the desire to see myself where God sees me, to see situations, even the ones that I don't like, to see them the way he does. Yeah. And that's where the wisdom comes from. The fact that I even desire to pray that prayer, I know that God is going to direct my steps. And the reason being is because his ways and his thoughts are higher than our own. Exactly. If I'm willing to allow him to, you know, lead me, then he, he'll be able to open me up to see and understand as he does. And I think that's when we'll be able, able to truly desire the things of God. Yeah. And then also the things that God will locate us. Mm, that's good. That's really good because like, when I think about what you just said, I always ask God that point to like, help me, God, help me see people the way you do. That's something that like, mm-hmm. I pray because people bother me and I work with people, you know, I'm, <laughs> I have clients, mm-hmm. I have friends that bother me and I'm just like, God, let me, let me have the grace you have Lord. like, let me see them the way you do. Let me have mercy. And I'm like, let me be able to forgive, help me to do that. Cause you know, I can't mm-hmm. do any of this by my own. I'm sorry. That's, I mean, that prayer point is powerful and that's something I always will continue to pray. And even when you said like, he's going to order your steps, he's going to continue to direct you, right? The word says that we make plans, but he's going to be the one that establishes those, those steps for us, right? We'll be making plans mm-hmm. all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, and even, I mean, even as you're going in that path, you know, he's going to be the lamb to your feet. Like, it's just, it's just so interesting. Like we were just talking about this yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it's powerful, and I think it's important for us to have these kinds of conversations in order for us, because when we have these kinds of conversations, it allows us to deepen our understanding of God and to also deepen our, uh, the way that we seek him, because we learn from one another. And, and I think that's even the reason why this conversation even needed to happen, because I think there's so many people right now who have put their hope and their focus and their desires for their future and the vision that they have for themselves in the, in the world, you know, and in, in things, material things. Mm -hmm. And it just, for me, it it sucks to see so many people going down a path that's not God's desire for them. And so I also think what impacts that is, like we said earlier, just not having enough faith in God or not seeing God or seeing the perspective he has for them. And I wanted to know for you, how has your vision of God impacted your understanding of his vision and his will for you? Yeah, honestly, I always try to go back to God's promises. Um, I know a lot of us are like, you know, we always tell people you can turn back to the word for everything, every question you have. And some people want something more practical, like, am I going to open up the Bible? Like any page would just open up and give me the answer. No, but Mm -hmm. um, I go back to God's promises. So like, when it comes to just his vision for my life and just plan, I question a lot, even, even to be honest with you, like even right now, like in the world on paper, you know, I'm doing great. I have a great job. I've been promoted four to five times. I'm moving up in industry. I'm doing great. But me internally, like for the past couple of years, I've struggled with even 
like accepting that because I want to do more. I want to do more. And every day I'm like, oh my God, like, God, like, okay, I've received the word from God to be still. I'm like, God, how long do I have to be still? How long do I have to wait? Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry if this is Christianese to anyone, but literally it's something that I'm battling with right now. And so I always meditate on Jeremiah 29, not just 11, but 11 through 14. So a lot of people always say Jeremiah 29, 11, and I'm going to read in a little mm-hmm. bit, but I want to tell you why 12 through 14 is really important, especially for me. So, you know, 11 says like, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future, but which is great. But 12 to 14, do you mind if I read it real quick? No, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, so 12 to 14 then goes and it says, then you will call on me and come and pray mm-hmm. to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Okay, there's a lot going on there. Um, But why that resonates with me so much is that I know the plans, you know, God knows the plans that he has for me. And I read his word. He said that those plans are to prosper me and those plans are good. Even if things don't feel good, even if things don't look good at work, even if I'm struggling with colleagues, struggling with clients, even if we're in COVID-19, no matter what it looks like or feels like, I know the plans he has for his people are to prosper Mm -hmm. us and they're good. And we need to seek him. People leave this part out. We need to seek him with everything we have, meaning like truly wanting a real relationship, not just hey things are bad right now what's up you gonna help me know like go into him pray into him being open and vulnerable even things we can't say out loud to our friends like being able to just say those things in our little secret place with him yeah um and it took me a while to be to get to that stage where I'm really just like vulnerable like God like this happened and I need you so much right now more than ever so I think I'm getting a little off track but (laughs) no this is good (laughs) Uh, when I think about his vision for me, and I question it every day, like people, my manager's giving me feedback. He's like, Kenny's always talking about purpose. She's always trying to find out what her purpose is. I need her to focus on just her day today, not tomorrow. I need her to just wow. focus on today. And um, I'm always like, God, does this align with your word? Does this align back to what I've learned? Does this align back to your promises? Because there are things I want, right? I have certain desires and I'm like, God, like, is this of you? Because I really want it. I'm going back to the world. Like, is this selfish ambition? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want this to look good. I don't want this because of this. So I try to just like, like right now I'm focusing on a few things, like strengthening my relationship with God, paying back my loans. You know, that's just been on my mind because I hate being in debt. And just like yeah. building genuine relationships, like new ones and, yeah. you know, maintaining the ones I have. Yeah, that's powerful. That is so powerful. I want to touch on something that you said you know, getting to positions, growing, developing, um, starting to acquire all the things that, you know, you want or the things that you that are, you know, a part of God's bountiful fruit for you and his blessings, right? And one thing that I know is that sometimes we can lose sight of that. Mm. And we can lose, I mean, lose sight of our vision or lose sight of the vision that God has for us because of opportunities, because of growth and because of maybe recognition. And I think it's so powerful that you always go back to make sure you ask like, God, is this of you? Is this of you? Is this your will? Is this what you want? Because it's easy for us, especially in this day and age to believe that once, I mean, to no longer make God the center of our lives. Yeah. And 
I know that some of us are probably struggling with this and some of us are struggling with it and we don't even know that we're struggling with it. We don't even know that we're starting to fall a little bit out of step with God because of the, the, the gifts and the blessings that he's given us. Yeah. But you got to remember, and just to add on to what you were saying, like there's so many distractions in this world, but there is a such thing as good distractions. And I always try to like tell my friends, like, an example of a good distraction is a promotion. A promotion is good, but that can distract you from yeah. what, you, what you're trying to do. It can keep you in one place longer when you're supposed to be going to somewhere else. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to just ask you, like, what can we do to make sure that that doesn't end up becoming our story, that we're no longer making God the center of our lives and the center of our, of our future when we do gain these new blessings and gifts? Yeah. Man, that's tough. I'm not even going to act like I'm an expert in that area. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, like, I've been blessed, like, so, 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 so much. And I give all the glory, all the thanks to God because, you know, I didn't do any of this. I'm just on here. I'm just on this earth. Like, literally, I wake up every day. I'm like, oh, wait, I woke up today? Oh, man. God still got a plan for me. <laughs> that's yeah. really, God still got a plan for me. I was reading a devotion one day that said, if you got a pause, he got a plan. I'm like, all right, I woke up today. Thank you, Jesus. Like, you still got a plan for me on this earth. Um, and as we receive blessings and as I receive blessings, I make sure to one, definitely, like, thank God and let people know this is not of me, right? Because sometimes we be feeling ourselves a little bit. We're like, yeah, I did this. Yeah, no, thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for whatever this is that you've given me. But to mm-hmm. always just, like, Check heart checks. Um, where am I right now? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? What am I saying? How am I coming off? I always try to do like quick heart checks. Like, okay, where, what are my intentions? How am I being perceived right now? And also like, what am I trying to get out of something? So like, for example, if I receive a promotion, I'm very grateful. But then again, like, how am I feeling right now? Am I kind of feeling myself like, yeah, I've been working so hard. Am I giving glory to God? Am I taking it back to, okay, God, what's next? Or am I like, okay, what's the next promotion? So I try to do, like, quick heart checks for myself. But I would love to hear from you. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you what do you do in those situations? Um, In those situations, for me, it's definitely, like, I have to, first of all, I, I need to recognize that that's actually happening for me to even, like, check in. Mm-hmm. Um. But what happens to me is I'm I'm an emotional person <laughs> and I I I can recognize like okay I'm feeling really negative this week. What did I do that's different than what I was doing last week? And so and another th- and, and one of the things that affects me is the things that I consume, uh-huh. right? And so I know that I can't consume too many hours of Instagram. I know Girl. that Talk about it. Talk about it. I can't consume those things because what it does is it distracts me. It deters me. And honestly, sometimes it makes me feel unqualified. It makes Mm. me feel less than. Mm. um, Or sometimes I'll I'll even have moments of inferiority. And the reason being is because sometimes I'll be in a place where like, oh, my God, I want to tweet this. Or maybe I want to post this picture. But I'm like, I don't know if it's good enough for me to post it. Mm. Or if I'm qualified enough to even speak my mind. Because there's all these people that are out here. And then I have to, then when, when, when I notice that that's a pattern and I'm not quickly coming out of that, that thinking, that stinking thinking, (laughs) then I'm like, (laughs) then I'm like, okay, let me take some time away. That's why I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm not shy when it comes to taking um, social media breaks. Right. And then another thing for me is people think that this is not that some people think that they can 
can continue living like this is consuming a lot of bad TV, um, TV that, you know, portrays a lot of, like, um, sexualness, portrays a lot of, um, I don't know, just a whole bunch of, like, things that are just not righteous and that, that are not a part of the, the lifestyle that we should be living as children of God. And then it also goes into music. I know some music might make me start thinking dumb stuff. So <laughs> I don't, like, honestly, or even makes me start wanting to behave a certain kind of way. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm a savage. Like, I like the, I like it, but <laughs> I know that I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't consume that every day. I can't, I can't do that. I'm sorry. It's just not, it's not for me because what it does is it moves me off of the path that's, that, that God has me on. Mm. And I think it's important for us to recognize the things that trigger us or the things that can easily negatively influence us and take us off of the path of righteousness. Girl. And that's when you have, you got to be honest with yourself. A lot of times I think people are just not willing to be honest with themselves. Like be real with yourself. You know, what's messing you up from your walk with Christ. So much wisdom. Like all, everything you're saying, like, girl, I'm, I'm like, is she reading my mind? Because literally, I don't know if Ty mentioned it during her um, podcast episode, but we're in a, pro, a consecrated program in my church right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what that entails is really protecting your eye gates, ear gates, et cetera. Like, we're not listening to mm-hmm. anything that is not, you know, of God. We're not watching anything that's TV mature, rated R, anything that's not like PG-13. That's what we're doing, PG-13 and baby shows. <laughs> we're not mm-hmm. listening to, you know. So the other day, you know, everybody was talking about insecure. I was like, oh, my gosh, insecure. Like, that used to be my show back in the day, I think, like, two years ago, whenever the last season was. I was like, oh my gosh, insecure girl. First of all, insecure is TV mature. So obviously, I was trying to cheat, and God was like, no. And I saw a few minutes of it. I was like, yeah, this is not. I already was triggered, and I know my triggers, and I was triggered, and I was just like, well, this is not it at all. Like, this is not. These are not things that should be. Cons- I should be consuming myself with. And outside mm-hmm. of like TV, music, you know, I think if those things about friendships, like people were letting in because people, there are people in your lives that might not be speaking life into you you know, the negative Nancys and they're always doubting mm-hmm. and they're always like just being negative for no reason. Like you gotta yeah. also like cut those out. <laughs> yeah. And I keep You know what I think? Good. I think God cut those out for me. He you That's know so like, good. in my own in my own little world. And I also recognize though that there it's important to still have people around you. And so, you know, the prayers I'm praying is, you know, God bring those people who are my destiny helpers. They my designated helpers. They the ones that, mm. you know, um, are here for a reason. Like I don't need anybody who's just here to take up space. That's not right. that's not the, right. That's not the, the, that's not where we at. That's not what we're doing. Right. So Yeah, I'm not yeah. paying rent for that space y'all taking up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but for real though. Like, no, seriously, I was actually just thinking to myself the other day, I was like, you know, like my time is is valuable and I have to mm. put value on my time. And if I don't put value on my time, that's when people are going to be able to come in and waste my time. And we're not doing that no more. Like Exactly. It's, it's, it's 2020. Do no we don't have time for these games. We don't have time for people to waste our time. We don't have time to not be serious about our relationship with God. We just like, we're not babies anymore. We're not kids. Exactly. We're not children. Like we need to step out of it and sometimes I gotta remind myself that too like I gotta step out of it stop it stop it Kenny you know <laughs> yeah no for real it's, I just want to say like guys it's normal to talk to yourself and 
Because it's like, snap out of that mess. Don't do that. Nah, girl, that's not for you. Mm-hmm. Those things, if you should do that, especially when you know, like, if you can't, if you cannot talk yourself out of the nonsense, no matter who you talk to, no matter where you go, no matter where you turn to, they'll never be able to help you talk yourself out of nonsense. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to talk yourself out of the the bull crap, the fakeness, the phoniness. Is baby faith is done? Like okay. No more, no more toys <laughs> or rest ministry. That's what Mike right, Todd exactly. said. Right, exactly. Pastor Mike Todd. Right. I mean, that's a pastor for this generation, for okay. real. Okay, for real. But not to um, go so far off topic, which I don't think we are going off topic. This is, in order to really, like, really walk, to have the vision that God has for us, I think we need to, like you said, do a heart check. Check in with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And really make sure that our lifestyles, our decisions are in lo- aligned with his. And the only way we can do that is by reading his word, of course. And having that close, personal, and intimate relationship with him as well. And for and those then, people that don't, don't know where to start, you can just download an app, like the Bible app, and just do a devotion. Find something. You can search love, friendship, like whatever, gossip. And that's a good way to start. You just start reading that way. I know it's a little, like, when you see the Bible, it's like, oh my gosh, it's a lot. Like, where do I start? You can start by even reading about one person. Pick a character. Like, you know what I mean? Pick a yeah. topic, love, whatever. I'm just saying love because I know everybody loves talking about that. But friendship, yeah, love. securities, <laughs> anxious, anxiety, whatever. Pick something and I'm telling you, like, you'll keep going. But sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, absolutely. This is so good. This is so good. And I was actually going to ask you a question that was along those lines. So you already answered that. And, um... One other thing that I wanted to to touch on was the fact that, you know, we're saying that people should, you know, go read God's word and <laughs> um, in order to better understand him and have that close personal relationship. But one of the other important things that the key in order for us to be able to 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 have the same vision God has for us is discernment. Yeah. And the thing that we need to look at when understanding God's word for us and his vision for our lives is being able to understand whether or not our desires are God's desires for us. It's asking ourselves the, the hard question of, is what I'm envisioning the same vision he has for me? So asking myself, is me taking this job in North Carolina the same thing that he has for me? Even though I know that, that I know no one there, there's no church for me there, there's nothing for me there, except for the job. Am I moving solely just because of this job or is this what he wants for me? And I think in order for us to answer this type of question, we need to have the discernment so that we can identify God's voice. And so my question really for you is, how do people who don't know how to identify God's voice begin to ad- identify his voice and then apply discernment to yeah. our lives? That's good. That's good. Because um, so in the program I'm in, which <laughs> I feel like a, I'm, I'm an ad right now. But in the program I'm in, <laughs> last semester we took a class called Holy Spirit. I'm like, dang, how do you know when the Holy Spirit is talking to you? How do I know I'm not talking to myself or making things up? So at homework mm-hmm. every day on top of other things we have to do is you go out and you talk to someone, but before you talk to them, you got to pray for God to talk, like for the Holy Spirit to speak to you about them or show you something. And typically it'll be like, let's say you think about a color. Or, and I know I'm making it sound a little more basic than it was. It was a little challenging for me, but I'm like, God, give me a color. Give me something to connect with this person. Cause my goal every day is to go out and encourage people, but I want the Holy Spirit to speak to me about them so that when I do right. go out and encourage them, I'm talking about something relevant. For example, if I go on a train today and you give me Sheila and I'm talking to her, you know, she stood out to me, 
And I'm like, Sheila, like, the Holy Spirit is telling me about, you know, your son. And she's like, I don't got no son. Oh, I... But that doesn't mean you keep it moving. But that's okay. Because that's you learning how to hear from the Holy Spirit, right? So you hear something, and you go out, you talk to the person. And, you know, maybe it's wrong, maybe it's right. A lot of times it's probably going to be right. But it's okay to be wrong because that's you learning, right? It's kind of like when you do 2 plus 2, right? When you were younger, let's say you said 2 plus 2 was 3. That's wrong. 2 plus 2 is 4. But at some point, you'll start mm-hmm. to know it. So you got to also test the voice, right? Not like give it a challenge, but testing your hearing of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Mm. But if you don't practice those, if you don't even try, you're like, okay, nobody speaks to me. When will you know? You know what I'm saying? So you have to truly go out there. And then when it comes to discernment, it could be in a couple of different things. It could be with friendships, right? God, like, what are you talking about this person? Sometimes you'll feel uneasy about stuff and you don't know what it is and you're trying to block it out. It's probably the Holy Spirit telling you, like, this isn't for you, but you're not like, you're not there yet to a point where you're, you know, you truly know. It could be mm-hmm. with making a decision to move across the country, right? Not knowing yeah. anyone. It could be anything. Like, okay, another example. <laughs> um, so I was, I've got, I have this interest in the entertainment industry, right? There's this guy named Will Catlett. I don't know if you know him. He's on Black Lightning. He was on the show Love Is. And I used to watch him on YouTube, like, years ago. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know you. I saw it. Yes, yes. I saw your Instagram story. I do know him. I do watch Black Lightning. Yep. Awesome. So <laughs> he posted this master class on Instagram. Mind you, your girl is paying her loans. I'm talking aggressively, meaning like I'm paying as much as I can because there's no interest right now. So I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. I'm about to pay $80 for this class. Like, God, like this stood out to me. Well, I'm about to pay $80 for this class. Anyway, it took me all about two minutes to say yes to myself. And I pay for it, and I watch the class. Girl, I did not even know he was a believer. He is dropping gems. I'm feeling conviction after conviction. I'm like, Lord, this wasn't about the industry. This wasn't even about him. It was about a message that you wanted to get across to me. Wow. It was crazy. Literally. And one thing um, that he said on that, and I don't even know if this is on path, but I want to share with people. He said, if you live by people's opinion, you will die by their rejection. And that really hit Ooh. me because I see myself as a people pleaser. Like, I want everybody to be happy. And if I am not doing this for this person, I have to do it for this person. If I post this, I got to post this. But, like, I can't, I'm constantly living my people's opinion. I'm like, Lord, I'm not trying to die by their rejection. So that was something that hit me hard Ooh. along with oh other gems he dropped. Like, again, I'm being an ad, but everything that keeps me encouraged and keeps moving is from other people right from the holy from um the bible like the 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 scripture from people like will catlett who's like having these like master classes like you have to also be open to receiving these things from people like you can't just sing your house all day yeah. and be like the holy spirit don't talk to me or oh i don't know nothing about jesus i don't know how to shift my relationship like you have to be open to learning to reading yes, yes. to taking action <laughs> um yeah, that show was good. Another thing he says is you don't have to share everything with everyone. But I feel like a lot of people know that. A lot of people say that one. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That is so powerful. What? Yeah, girl. I'm telling Ooh. you. Chains are breaking. I even watched it again because I was like, I need more encouragement. Like, literally, chains are breaking. <laughs> yes, that is so good. Oh, my gosh. I really pray that, like, whoever is listening to this right now, like, you really take that into serious consideration and really, really attempt to apply it to your life. Like that statement of, uh, the statement that he made about, um, I don't want to miss, misphrase it. Um, people's opinions. Yes. Yeah. If you, if live, you live by people's opinions, mm-hmm. you're going to die by their, you would, what is it? You would die by their rejection. <sighs> Y'all. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I I'm receiving it. Okay? Right. I'm taking it in because that's so powerful and that plays a major role in envisioning the life that Jesus has for us as opposed to envisioning the life that everybody else has for us and our our old selves. Mm-hmm. The old self before we've come into Christ. Now that old self was thinking some things that obviously was not aligned. And I'm not saying that everything that our old selves were envisioning isn't aligned with God because he's the one who gives us our desires in the first place. But a lot of the things that did not come from him, you know, we have to be able to pull ourselves out of those head spaces and those mindsets. And I think that's a, another important thing that you mentioned is being willing to receive from other people, mm-hmm. not locking yourself alone in your room and only reading the Bible alone. You know, we right. can always turn back to Jesus. Is, Jesus was intentionally placed in the Bible, not just placed in the Bible, but placed in the world for a specific reason for us to see the way a believer can and should live their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kenny, I can relate to you with the, I know I'm saying a lot of things right now, but <laughs> you just touched on so much stuff. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, the thing that you touched on about trying to be a people pleaser, mm-hmm. I find myself falling into that position all the time. And I think when you do that, you lose sight of your why, you lose sight of your purpose. Yeah. So it's just important that we don't do that. Um, but yeah, we're pretty much done. I think the last question that I have for you before we go to that final question is, you know, You've talked so much about this program that you're in, and I know that your faith has grown so much and that you experienced different promotions and additions and blessings, um, not just in your not just at work, but in your life and in your relationships. And so my question for you now is now that you've grown so much and you you you've allowed yourself to see yourself the way God sees you, where do you think God's plan is taking you next? <laughs> Oh my gosh, girl, that is such a heavy question. And for and it's heavy for me because like literally I wake up every day, I'm like, oh my gosh, like God, what is next? Like, cause I'm just like crying. Uh-huh. <laughs> but crying about like just where I'm at right now. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with where I'm at, I am right now, but I'm seeking like just more creativity in what I do. Um so I'm at that point right now, I'm just like, Lord, like. I'm just looking for something like more creative, something different. Um, so I definitely think like this season of my life and like being in this program, it was prep is preparation for something that's coming. Something yeah. where I'm gonna have to like have the confidence, be bold, believe boldly, speak like you know, like go out and encourage people. All the things I'm when I'm gonna have to do it every day. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm excited for what's coming. I don't know what it is exactly. I can't say like, oh, it's this job or this city or this relationship. But I can't say. Yeah. I, I just feel like something is coming and it's going to be something big. And I'm just going to have to be ready to like, you know, wear my armor. Like, <laughs> I got to yeah. be ready for battle spiritually. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever, whatever it is. I, I don't know if it's going to be like leadership in a church or what that is I do serve like in a church but as far as like the next thing for me girl Mm -hmm. I wish I knew (laughs) yeah absolutely thank you so much for sharing I mean I I know that we all wish that we could see (laughs) the the next step and the next move and I think the reason why I even ask that question is because I want people to understand that it's okay if you don't have a written out pull a vision or next step Mm -hmm. you know like 
that's okay. It's a part of the process. And we have to be willing to trust the process with God and trust that he is working everything out for our good, for the good of those who love him. Um, so yeah, that's it. And then the last question, of course, tell us what a lifestyle perspective means to you and then give us an affirmation. Okay. Okay. So I've been thinking about it. I'm like a lifestyle perspective. (laughs) To me, a lifestyle perspective means like really like reflecting on the lifestyle that you portray, like the life that you live. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, I mean, I don't know if there's a real definition. Maybe there is. I didn't Google it ahead of time. There isn't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's, I mean, that's what comes to mind. Like, okay, what, what, what am I giving back to people? Mm. Like, what what are you receiving? Even from this time we've had together, like, what do you want people to get out of this time? What have they received from this time? So what am I giving back to people? Because at the end of the day, we want to keep serving. Like, I'll go mm-hmm. every day in life just to keep serving. That's my goal. Um, and then when it comes to even affirmations, going back to Will Catlett's um, master class, like, I'm going to just repeat something he said about surrendering. Because the mm-hmm. word serve has a couple words in there. So when you break down... Um, serve one is surrender the second one is energy the third is relax v is victory and e is um, excellence but when Mm. we talked about surrender and he made this statement that i don't say enough so i'm gonna say it and anyone can repeat it or say it later for themselves it's i surrender that i am great beyond measure i surrender Mm. from every word that did not benefit me i surrender now and he says some other things but the first one like i surrender that i'm great beyond measure like that's huge especially for us that we don't have that confidence that boldness that belief that we can even do anything that we put our mind to and we again we doubt god we doubt all those things so yeah (laughs) wow that's powerful oh my gosh i hope you guys have felt blessed and that you know you walk away from this episode with a new mindset right um a new perspective on vision not just regular vision but the vision that god has for us and has for your life specifically and that you're willing to take the time to to sit with god in prayer um and sit in his word and and allow him to speak to you and let him penetrate you um and kenny i just want to thank you so much for you know taking the time out of your day to talk to me and talk to everyone that's listening and share a bit of your story and you know give us a word of encouragement. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed just having a conversation. Um, just, yeah, to me, it was a conversation. I loved it. So thank yeah. you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You just heard episode 27 is my vision, God's vision with Kende. Be sure to follow her on Instagram at Kende.ade to learn more about her and her journey. I have to say, this conversation poured into me and made me check in with myself and check in with God's plan versus my plan. There's so much power in surrendering to God, like really surrendering, letting go and letting him, even if it isn't going the way you thought it would or hoped it would. God works in ways that stretch far beyond our own understanding. And if we really want to live the life that he desires for us, we have to accept that truth and get comfortable with giving him all of the control. When we do this, He gets the glory, and we get to enjoy the blessings. We don't have to worry about what we might lose or what we might become stripped of. We should just focus on what we'll gain. That's prosperity, peace, joy, everlasting life. This is what he desires for all of us. If you don't know how to surrender or what that looks like, that is fine. Trust me. We're all learning and growing here. 
It starts with a desire, a desire to want to know him. In that desire, you can open up your mouth and speak to him in prayer. In that desire, you can open up your Bible app and look for plans with areas you need him in most. You can read a passage a day, read a chapter a month, whatever works for you. You can even talk to people who are walking on the path of righteousness that you trust in. Whichever direction you choose to start in or continue, just know that God sees you. He loves you and he has your name written in the book of glory, the book of life. So do me a favor and do yourself a favor. Start speaking life into your life. Start dreaming, dare to dream, dare to have faith and have confidence in his plan. Thank you for tuning into Toad by Ole, a lifestyle perspective podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe and check out previous episodes and share with family, friends, colleagues, and anyone you think would also enjoy. Visit toadbyole.com for more information about the podcast. And be sure to follow on Instagram at toadbyole for updates and motivational content. Thank you.